basic counterplay. Let me begin today's talk by um, reminding you of the evening message which the timekeeper recites each evening. I beg to urge you everyone, life and death is a grave matter. All things pass quickly away. Each of you must be completely alert. Never, <laughs> never indulge. That's right. Completely alert, never indulgent. Um, the spirit in which those words are, are given, and given very, very powerfully by our, our current timekeeper, um, is in the spirit of kind of like an admonishment. Like, that's why they said so strongly, like, wake up. And it's kind of like, it's like one of the old Zen master ancestors from centuries ago living out there in the bush. The, the ghost returns in the night and he says to all of us sitting here, wake up, wake up, wake up. Mm -hmm. Life and death is a grave matter. Mm -hmm. That's the spirit of it. And it's a jumping off point, um, that... Um, evening message into what I want to talk about today, which is basically about time, or what um, Dogen referred to as um, the Japanese word uji, which translates as being time, or time being. And I want to look at our relationship to time being so we really understand it, because it's so easy. Um, to glibly say that all oh, life is impermanent. You know, that's one of the Buddhist teachings, or we hear it in, in um, other, other uh, philosophies of times gone by as well. You know, you can't step into the same river twice. They can be just come like very glib, cliched sayings. We think, oh yeah, that's true. But we're not really, we're not really focusing in on what is time? What is time being? How do we be time? How do we relate to time? Mm -hmm. And if session teaches us anything, it teaches us about the nature of time and how we're relating to it and time passing. You just reflect on, on what, what the experience of session is where we all sit here for, say, half an hour in measured time and uh, we're just present to the passing of sounds coming and going and a heart beating and breathing and the random sounds that occur like the crack just then uh -huh. just all coming unexpectedly don't know what the next moment brings and that is our experience and one of the main things I want to say about it is it's mysterious. Life is mysterious. Time being is mysterious. We can never really understand it intellectually. And if we do, we can get tangled up in thinking about it. Um, but really what, our, what is at the essence of our training that we're doing, each period of, of meditation, each day, the whole session, is about um, being time. We are time. 
instead of thinking that we're separate from time as time is passing us by. Mm-hmm. So each moment that we sit, you know, it's the practice of um, are we just being this moment? Right? Or are we pushing for the period to end? Right? Because it's painful or it's boring, you know, or there's an edginess to it. So we're sort of pushing to get to the end of the period. And then we might be pushing to get towards the end of the day. And we might be pushing towards to get to the end of session. You know? And if there's that sense of push, 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 you know, got to, got to get to the end, got to get to the end, then this kind of session passes us by and it's over. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's, what was that all about? <laughs> right? Now, look at the bigger picture. Do you know if session is a metaphor for our life, you know, we're, we're pushing to get to the next goal, the next moment, you know, sort of leaning into it like this, you know, pushing, 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 trying to gain an end all the time. And then we're 80 and our life's over, right? <laughs> we go, what was all that about? Right? Because we've never actually engaged in the moment. So this is a very, this is a very poignant, meaningful practice. It seems so simple, but to be able to just simply engage with being time and to spend a whole week doing it is quite amazing. And you, and you very clearly see what your relationship to time is. See, if you only did it, if you only did it for half an hour, well, you, you get half an hour of understanding, but you do it for a whole week. You know, where you meet with boredom um, and pushing and resisting, etc. Um, you really start to see very acutely where, where you're stuck in time being and how you're relating to it. There are many ways in which people live their lives which are out of step with just being in the moment. And one is just rushing everywhere, filling up your life with talking, doing, parties, events, things to do, things to do, things to do, things to do, people to see, people to see. And it's just so full that it's a kind of a rush, headlong rush from one moment into the other which is never savouring anything at all. And, and it's kind of like exciting doing all the time, but there's no kind, and boisterous maybe, but there's no actual stopping to actually be uh, present with things just as they are. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an avoidance mechanism in a way, of really just being with, with time being as it is. And then there will be people who are related to time by, um, in a sense, being defeated by it. You know, and they, they can't pin it down and they ruminate. And then they get stuck in the past and they get frustrated, you know, that nothing can be pinned down and everything's moving and they can't control it. And there's a kind of a giving up process occurs too. So I think this, this kind of headlong rush, you know, or this sort of withdrawing and trying to step back from it. But life goes on, you know, and, and uh, we, if we do either of those things, you know, that sort of head, headlong rush or the, the introspective withdrawing, then 
Our life just simply isn't as rich as what it possibly could be. And fortunately, unfortunately, um, people who um, have done a lot of work with um, death and dying, you know, remind us that, that many people towards the end of their life when they realise they've got a life-threatening illness, you know, wake up into the present moment and their relationship with time really gets transformed quite dramatically and they live the rest of their few hours or days or weeks or months really just enjoying being in the flow of time you know, and, and really appreciating their life for what it is. That's the fortunate part that people do wake up to that. The unfortunate part is that often we don't wake up until it's much later on in our life. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do Zen practice now. Do you know, well, we're still young, or relatively young. <laughs> uh -huh. um, the younger the better, right? uh -huh. to, to wake up to this, you know, um, earlier on, so you can, you can um, live the, the fullest kind of life you possibly can. And, um, yes, yeah, so it's a very, very simple but very profound practice to just stop and to be present and look into the nature of time. Mm -hmm. So easy to say, oh yeah, life is impermanent. Mm -hmm. um, but it's another thing to actually recognise that we are time. So often when we say the words, well, life is impermanent, it's kind of like, well, I'm here watching the river go past and the river's impermanent, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. That's the underlying kind of assumption about it. Um, what Dogen so, so clearly challenges us to see is that we are being time. We are not separate from time. Time is not out there. And once we, that's the conceptual understanding, once we actually can start to embody that, then there's no separation between time and us. And so therefore, our life is fully engaged in the moment for what it is. Of course, the way that we, um, we, miss out on the richness of our life is one is to be um, living in the future too much or living in the past too much. And of course the future is a good place to visit and the past can be an interesting place to visit as well. But if you take up residence there, right, that's a different matter. And so much of the time we take up residence in one or the other. There's a view in, in psychotherapy, whether it's totally accurate or not, it's got, sort of got a resonance to it. That when, when people are mostly um, very, very anxious, people live in the future a lot more because it's the kind of the, the what if, the what if, the what if. And it's usually of something disastrous that's going to happen. And people who are depressed tend to live in the past. You know, they go into regret and ruminate, ruminating about what could have happened and so on. Um, and so they're the, they're the two ways that dukkha can actually present itself, is that we're, we're taking up residence too much there or residence too much there, um, rather, than, rather than engaging with what is 
what is here right now. Speaking of psychotherapists, psychotherapists also have a joke about this, and that is that um, when people have a pattern of coming to their therapy session very, very early all the time, then it indicates they must be anxious. And if they are always late all the time, then it indicates that they're passive-aggressive. And if they come on time all the time, it just shows that they're obsessive. So So it doesn't matter what you do. (laughs) It's a problem. But our relationship to time, you know, in in a sense, we, we we don't have a relationship with time if we are time. Um, and the challenge of the Zen life is that we, we, we understand this so clearly that our life becomes an in deep, a deep engagement with life moment by moment, whatever it is that we're doing. Work, play, whatever it might be. Um, that we're just deeply engaged with whatever is. Mm-hmm. We can't also talk about time without also talking about space. We live in space and time. And they point to different aspects of being, but they're, they're inseparable, like life and death is inseparable. And in Buddhism, um, two of the, 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 the main teachings of Buddhism is that life is impermanent and that all things are empty and, and that everything is interconnected with everything else. And the Theravada traditions tend to emphasise the impermanence. You hear those teachers, talk, all their talks are often about impermanence. Um, in Zen, you'll find a lot of the time it's about emptiness. So they're just, conceptually what they're doing is they're, they're either focusing on time more, or they're, talk, they're, they're focusing on space. Emptiness is about space, you know, and filling the space, etc. Impermanence is about time, but you can't separate the two. You know, we are space, and we are time, and we live it moment by moment, and it's an extraordinary mystery that we're experiencing. And and if we engage with space and time um, without relating to it in these kind of uh, negative ways I was talking about before. And if we don't just intellectualise it, we can't help but see that every moment of our life is a mystery to be lived and not a, not a problem to be solved. Mm-hmm. As we sit, you know, moment after moment, uh, we, you, you can start to get a sense, a clearer sense, a more intimate sense about how you're being with time. And you can throw up all kinds of things. You, you, can, you can sort of start to realise that you're trying to hold on to the present moment. You know, it's like you feel like you've pinned it down and then it slipped through your fingers. You think, and, oh, and often around 
when we think that we've we've um, gained some insight, you know, it's like, oh yeah, ah, aha, uh-huh. and then it's past, right? It's gone. Mm-hmm. We want to want to hold on to it. Oh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's gone. That's the nature of it. If we really have a deep insight, we realise that all insights pass away mm-hmm. and become a memory. And as Dobin said, they become like a traceless, a traceless memory. But they're just slipping away, but we want to hold on to them. We have an experience of bliss that might come up. We want to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And if, it's, if it arrives, wonderful. If it goes, it goes. But we, 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 there's a kind of, we can see the clear kind of clinging we do when you're just in time being quietly. And then all the pushing away that we do as well. Um, it can also throw up doubt and confusion because if the nature of life is just this kind of dreamlike transient movement from one thing to another and we're trying to work it out or try to work ourselves out in this flux that's occurring we'll always be um, continually defeated by it continually and that will be frustrating because we don't understand really the nature of its its transient ephemeral nature um, it's been said many times before in many different traditions and, and and it too has become a bit of a cliche but to be fully engaged with time being is to flow with the moment mm-hmm is to have a, have a sense of flow. And, and when we're fully engaged with the, with the transience of life and the expansive open quality of it, then um, it just follows that you flow with the moment. Mm-hmm. Because you're not trying to get ahead of yourself, you're not dragging back, holding back. You're just being, you're just being carried along mm, on the moment. And that, that's where we get to in Sazen as we mature through the process. We see how we're relating to time in this kind of awkward, clunky kind of way. And, and then it's something, something um, smooth happens, like a wheel turning smoothly on its, on its axle without squeaking and, and grinding and so on. It's like the wheel's just turning, turning as we kind of just go with each each shift in the way, in the, way the moment um, arises and falls away. Mm-hmm. So one way of thinking, or a, a metaphor that came to mind to me when I was reflecting on putting this talk together this morning, is that to experience sasin and to be just deeply engaged in the flow of the moment it's like to be a leaf in the wind. Mm-hmm. And the leaf in the wind has just surrendered to the wind. The wind will just take it wherever it's going to go and it doesn't know whether it's going to land or where it's going to end up. But it's just a leaf in the wind. And that's the way in which we can, we can sit moment by moment, day by day, you know, or through a life is in a sense we're kind of just like a leaf in the wind. 
and it might blow us this way, it might blow us that way, it might fall on the ground. Mm -hmm. But we can enjoy being a leaf in the wind. And that requires surrender to the experience as it is. <coughs> 